Section 5 of the Natural History of Chocolate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History of Chocolate by D. The Kellos. Of the Old Prejudices Against Chocolate. To proceed more methodically and with greater clearness in our inquiries concerning chocolate, it seems proper to set people right about the prejudices which a false philosophy has instilled into most authors who have wrote upon this subject. The impressions whereof are yet very deeply engraven in the minds of a great number of people. The Spaniards, who were first acquainted with chocolate after the conquest of the New World, have laid it down for an undoubted truth that chocolate is cold and dry, participating of the nature of earth. They have supported this determination neither with reason nor experience, nor do they know from whence they learn it. Perhaps they have taken it upon the words and from the tradition of the inhabitants of the country. Let that be as it will. It is natural from false principles to draw false conclusions, of which the two principal are as follow. The first is that chocolate being by nature cold, it ought not to be used without being mixed with the spices, which are commonly hot, that so they might both together become temperate and wholesome. This was the jargon and practice of those times. For the same reason, the ancient physicians, erroneously imagining that opium, was cold in the fourth degree, never failed to correct this pretended coldness in their narcotic compositions, with drugs extremely hot as euphorbium, pellitory, pepper, etc. Their second conclusion was that chocolate being dry and earthy, and from thence supposed to be of a styptic and astringent quality, if it was not corrected, must necessarily breed obstructions in the viscera and bring on a cacochyme and a great number of other incurable diseases these prejudices have from the spaniards passed into other nations to prove this it would be unnecessary to cite a great number of authors for whoever has read one has read them all the latter having done nothing but copy the former they have even sometimes improved their dreams and exaggerated this pretended coldness of chocolate and at length pushed the matter so far as to make it a kind of cold poison and if it was taken to excess it would bring on a consumption mexiaci frigit nativa cocai temperis tantoc excedit frigore ut inter noxia ne dubitem glandes sensere venena tom et strose dementis potus seu de cocolatis opificio lib three hinc sequis solo cocolatis fomite vitam extrat atque asueta neget tibi brandia sensim contraet exueto 
marchantem corpora tabem. It is not very extraordinary that people who are more ready to believe than to examine, such as the world is full of, should give in to the unanimous opinion of so many authors, and it would be strange if they were not carried down by the stream of a prejudice so general. But I cannot sufficiently admire that chocolate being so much decried has not been entirely laid aside as unfit for use. Without doubt, there was nothing but the daily experience of its good effects, which could support it and hinder it from giving away to calumny. Now, to overturn this old system, it is sufficient, in my opinion, to observe with how little skill and penetration they then treated of the whole natural history. One ought not to be amazed that they have affirmed chocolate to be cold and dry in an age when, for example, they could say camphor was cold and moist, which is a kind of resin. From hence one drop of water cannot be extracted, whose sharp taste and penetrating smell joined to the extreme volatility and inflammability of its particles, even in water itself, are such evident signs of its heat that it is difficult to conceive upon what account they persuade themselves of the contrary. The qualities of chocolate are not indeed so remarkable nor so active as those of camphor, but with the least attention one may easily discern that the quantity of oil that it contains and the bitterness that is perceivable in tasting are not the marks of coldness since all bitters are esteemed hot and since oil is a matter very near akin to and necessary for fire this is very near the reasoning of a celebrated physician at Rome, against the old opinion. As for me, says he, I am of another judgment. I believe that chocolate is rather temperate than cold, and I refer myself to the decision of every ingenious person that will be at the pains to taste and examine it. These reflections will be further confirmed in the first section of the following chapter, where we shall experimentally demonstrate that chocolate is a substance very temperate, yielding soft and wholesome nourishment, incapable of doing any harm. And if this intrinsic coldness is no more to be feared, it must be owned that it will be henceforward ridiculous, if not pernicious, to join it with hot, acrid spices, more likely to alter and destroy its good and real qualities than to correct the bad ones which it has not i nevertheless do not doubt but the pleasantness of the smell and the favorite taste of several agreeable spices being pretty much like it in this mixture will have their partisans who more delighted with a present gratification than afraid of the insensible prejudice that these ingredients bring to their health will not resolve to leave them off to these will be no longer the correctors of chocolate, yet they will serve to season it, with which they will please their taste, without troubling themselves with the consequences. But those persons will give themselves the trouble of thinking, and are more tractable and less sensual, will wisely abstain from such extremes. 
and their moderation will not be unattended with benefit. Health is so valuable a blessing that the care to gain and preserve it ought to supersede any other consideration. As to the pretended obstructions which chocolate is said to occasion from its astrictive quality, they are so far from being afraid of it in America that they have found by experience a virtue directly contrary to it. For several young women subject to the whites have been cured of this distemper by eating a dozen cocoa kernels for breakfast every morning. It is well enough that known that obstructions are the cause of this disease, which instead of being increased by chocolate, were entirely taken away. Then as to those strange disorders, which are said to arise from its immoderate use, we shall bring in the sequel so many facts directly contrary to these chimerical fears, that all persons of good sense will be disabused, and convinced of the salutary and wonderful properties of this fruit, which shall be the subject of the following chapter. End of section 5